And the winner of the Special Schools category Palmetto's Finest Award is from Anderson School District 5, Southwood Academy of the Arts, James Smith. Welcome to this episode of A5 iTalks Podcast. It's the podcast with illuminating conversations that empower the learners we serve. We're your hosts, Ashley, Beth, and Jennifer, the Southwood Digital Integration Specialist. Joining us today is Mr. Jamie Smith, the principal of Southwood Academy, who will share Southwood's experience as the 2023 Palmetto's Finest Award winner. Welcome, Mr. Smith. And congratulations to Southwood. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Mr. Smith, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started with um, talking about the Palmetto's Finest Award? I can. This is my 28th year uh, in education. I started off as a band and choral director. Uh, so arts are my background. I have background in instrumental music, um, choral music. I've worked with church choirs for probably close to 30 years. Um, I've done a lot of work with theater. However, I'm not a dancer or a, a visual artist. Those are not my gifts. Uh, but my main instrument was trumpet. When I found schools that had arts programs, I said, this is, where I'm, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. So it's been an amazing journey. Um, I started off as a band director for 11 years at Dixie High School and Belton Honeypath High School and Honeypath Middle School. Then I moved to Calhoun Academy of the Arts as an assistant principal for eight years. And then after eight years, uh, Superintendent Mr. Wilson contacted me and said, hey, I want you to go be principal at Southwood Academy of the Arts. And I was really nervous because I wasn't sure I was ready to be a principal at that point. Uh, but so it's been a great journey. We have fantastic staff and students and I'm, I'm just very proud of the work that they've done and proud to call myself uh, Southwood Knight. Southwood Academy of the Arts, Anderson School District 5. Southwood Academy of the Arts serves the Anderson School District 5 community as a pure magnet school for the performing arts for 386 students in grades six through eight and higher level arts courses for grades 9 through 12. The mission of Southwood Academy is to provide a nurturing and challenging learning environment that empowers artists scholars to reach their full artistic and academic potential. Based on 2022 SC Ready test scores, Southwood Academy ranked first among 25 similar schools and 14th among all middle schools in South Carolina. Southwood Academy has also received the Palmetto Gold Award each year it has been awarded for high academic achievement and significant improvement in student test scores. As an arts and basic curriculum exemplary site, Southwood students also receive recognitions in each of the school's art areas, including Region Band and Orchestra, Allstate Band, Orchestra and Choir, State Art Shows, Dance Competitions, and Large Theatrical Productions. Please congratulate James Smith, Principal of Southwood Academy of the Arts in Anderson School District 5. Well, Mr. Smith, can you also tell us a little bit about the Palmetto's Finest Award? The Palmetto's Finest Award is awarded by the South Carolina Association of School Administrators, otherwise known as SCASA. Uh, SCASA, beginning in 1978, began awarding elementary and middle schools. 
that went through that whole interview process. The process is actually you submit an application and then you go through, you have a team that visits your school. They talk to teachers, they talk to students, they talk to parents, uh, they talk to administrators. They really want to find out, are you really doing everything you say you're doing on this piece of paper? Does the culture really show that? Then once that team decides, they're going to pick finalists. And once you're picked as a finalist, a second team will come back. For us, it was March 1st. Um, the second team returns. This team is looking, I felt this team was looking for something a little bit different. I think they were really looking at the full culture of the school. And then they picked the winners by the middle of March. But since 1978, they've picked an elementary and a middle school. Calhoun Elementary, uh, now Calhoun Academy of the Arts, received the award in 1983-84. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, and Concord Elementary received it in 2002-2003. High schools were added to that award about the 96-97 school year. And T.O. Hannah received the award in 1998-99 school year. Southwood Academy earned the award this year, 22-23. And it's been about 20 years since Concord got it in 2003. So we were really excited to receive this after 20 years of, of time has passed since uh, Anderson Five Schools gotten the award. And this is actually one of the premier uh, education awards for the state of South Carolina. And it's done by the South Carolina Administrators Association to pick some of the, the top, the, what they feel like are some of the top schools that are in the state of South Carolina. Can you describe the application process? Why did you decide 2023 was Southwood's year to apply? Yes, the application process is extensive. It was, they were asked a lot of questions about um, the school concerning test data. Of course, the main questions you would think they would ask. They want to know about your test scores. They want to know what you're doing to help students improve, how you're improving your test scores, how you're using MAP and data, how you're using SU Ready scores, EOC. And how you're improving in those areas, how are you helping students in the lower 20% quadrant, your professional development with teachers, safety and security at the school, um, basically all the events that take place in the school and, and define the culture. Really with this school, the arts are kind of woven into the fabric of the entire school. And I think that's very evident when you step through the door that that art component is woven throughout the whole school. So our goal in applying was, it was a 28-page application once we finished. It took quite a while. We had quite a few people helping us. And it was, it was interesting because at first, I was not sure I wanted to do it. Uh, Kelly Elrod came to me and said, I, we, I think you need to apply this year. And I said, Kelly, I don't think I do. <laughs> uh, I said, we have Cognia this year. We're going through accreditation. I'm very nervous about adding something else to the plate. I don't want to burn teachers out. We've got a lot going on. And she's, she kind of took that and left and came back with some friends and said, we really think you need to do this. We think you've got a very good shot. And so um, she said, you know, we can get you some assistance and help, but we really think you need to apply. And I, I talked with Dr. Shandley and said, okay, well, we found out that a lot of what we were doing for Palmetto's Finest was a lot of the same information Cogni was asking. So we were able to kind of double up and not have to reinvent the wheel. So a lot of the information we were pulling for Cognia, we were able to pull that same information for Palmetto's Finest and vice versa. 
Because Palmetto's finest application was due in September. And so when we pulled all that information, a lot of that was stuff Cognia was using. And we were able to use that information over again. So we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. So that did make it a little more appealing than having to do two things at one time during the same school year. But I think um, one of the, the main things was is that we wanted to be able to show where we were as a school, but also what a lot of people don't realize is our poverty index. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a 53% poverty index. And I think that's kind of what let her to believe that, hey, because of where your scores are and where your poverty index is, there's a lot to be said there. And so that was the reason we decided to apply. Wow. It sounds like you had a lot of great support at the district level. Yeah, it was incredible. What do you believe sets Southwood apart from the other schools that were entered in the same category? Um, I think that I believe what sets us apart from, from the other schools that were similar to ours, uh, the very good schools, uh, we're against Daniel Island and an, another one. And of course, I do my research. I, I know who I'm in competition with. And <laughs> I was very impressed with those schools. So, you know, to, to know, hey, we're up against some of the really some of the best schools in the state when you look at who they are as a school. Um, what I think what sets us apart is when you look at our similar schools with our poverty index, uh, we're at the top of all of our similar schools, number one at the top test score-wise, uh, in each grade level and each academic area. So every grade level, every academic area, I think there was only one we came in second instead of first. Um, but, you know, that's in uh, similar schools. And because we're a special school, I'm like, that's really not quite fair to really look at similar schools, because even though we might have a similar demographic, it does look a little bit different in a similar school than a regular zone school. So we actually look at ourselves in comparison to all the schools, including other similar schools, like specialty schools in the state of South Carolina. And when you look at a a website called School Digger, School Digger ranks us 14th out of 310 middle schools, all 310 middle schools in the state of South Carolina, and we're fourth in the upstate. Uh, There's one school in Greenville and two in York uh, that were above us. The thing is, is when you look at the other 13 schools that are ahead of us, um, and, and many of them are magnet schools and specialty schools. When you look at those schools, many of them have half the poverty index we do. Uh, so when you look at the other 13 in front of us, that's, it's, 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 I'm happy and I'm proud of my students and how hard our teachers work. But when you look at the, the poverty index and what we're doing for students of Anderson 5, it's we're not taking the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the brightest and the best kids that everybody sort of thinks that we do. We we really don't look at their academic scores. We look at their ability level in the arts. And then we use those arts programs as vehicles to really push them and, and produce um, great kids who work hard for their teachers, both in arts and academic. I think we're really demonstrating that the arts positively affect um, academic instruction. It, it, it really goes both ways. And as an arts person myself, you've heard of studies, hey, arts really affect kids. It helps them perform better. They've talked about brain function and how it really helps students who are involved in the arts become better academically. And there's a lot of research involving that. But that's true here. But what I really see is the culture. It's not necessary. It's yes. It's the it's the tying in of how the arts affect the brain, 
But really, I can tell you when kids become part of an organization, whether it's in arts, whether it's in academics or a club, when they become part of something that's bigger than themselves and that becomes really, that can become successful and they feel a sense of accomplishment in part of a group, that empowers them. And that, I feel, carries over into the academic classroom, which is why I feel like we seek success. Whatever they're doing, the arts is successful. You build that ability in them to feel like they can do something that's just greater than themselves. It automatically carries over to the classroom. And as an arts educator, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, I 100% believe you. I've always felt like everybody has different gifts. And at this school, you are using the arts to celebrate the students' giftedness in the arts. And then it's almost like an automatic flow that the academics seem to just come along right with the uh, support that the students are getting in the arts. I, I believe that for a long time. Part of my master's was in gifted education. And part of that study, we studied not just academically gifted students, but gifted students in the arts and athletics, too. So well, I, I've, I I've kind of believed in believe that. I've believed in that for years, but I was always on the teacher side, so I couldn't see the whole picture of how it affected academics. And of course, being an assistant principal in elementary school, I got, you know, it was it was great, and I felt like the arts were very beneficial to our students at the elementary level as well. Yeah. Uh, but coming here to Southwood, it really provided a unique experience to say, okay, let's go out, let's recruit students who are gifted artistically. We, we, we see students that have a natural ability. Fifth grade, they're not going to be virtuosos. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that often. Every now and then you can get one. But we, we look for those students who show that just an, an inkling to a natural ability to do something artistically. And so we bring those students together, regardless of where they live, regardless of their background, regardless of their grades, regardless of who they are, special needs, what whatever. If you, you know, if you really do well with your audition and show us that you have a desire and that you really have a natural ability to do something, we want you here. Mm. And we don't want anything in your way to be able to get you here, which is one reason why we were able to provide bus transportation a few years ago. Mm. I said, we're out recruiting and we're seeing a lot of students who have the ability, but they can't get here. Um, so we worked out bus transportation. And so we... We have a good demographic of students uh, that work really hard, work right, great together, uh, and a group of teachers that work really hard. But the thing is, is I was always seeing just kind of one side of things. And as a principal, you have to oversee everything, which can be difficult at times. Um, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And it's you kind of have to step back and take a a big look at things instead of focusing on so many small things. And sometimes that's really hard to do. But when you step back and look at the whole, the whole culture of it, we've had the opportunity to build a culture of arts, to build a culture of success, to build a culture of friendly competitiveness and competition um, that really pushes students to be better at what they do artistically. And when they're better at what they do artistically, we treat it like a core class. Their arts are treated exactly like a core class. And so those teachers prepare them artistically for what they're going to do. And we see it. We see it carry over into the classroom many times where they've been successful in their arts area. 
because they're part of a group that's bigger than themselves alone. That's the bad thing sometimes about education. You're sitting there doing work by yourself. When you're in an arts group or athletic team, you're working together as a team, and that builds up students a whole lot faster than most people realize. And the more successful those groups are, the better students are in the academic classroom because you've already built their confidence. When you can build their confidence outside the classroom, it carries back into the classroom many times. And thinking about our other schools and our other teachers in those schools and classrooms, I think Mr. Smith is really speaking to building community. And if you have competition in your classroom, which a lot of teachers do because it engages students, and we know that, maybe have some opportunities for collaborative competition where the whole class is competing against something together and working towards something bigger than themselves. At the beginning of the episode, we heard a soundbite of Southwood's reaction. What kinds of emotions did you experience on March 15, 2023, the day of the announcement? <laughs> uh, elation, overwhelming pride, um, tears. Uh, it, it was incredible. I used to be a band director in uh, very competitive atmospheres, on the field, off the field. And I've really missed some of the excitement that comes along with the, uh, just being, being competitive, like with sports as well. Uh, there is a rush with that. Uh, so the greatest, I think the greatest part was just no one knowing and we're all sitting on the edge of our seat and we're just waiting. And it's just, it was nerve wracking. Then when they finally announced the award and said, and from Anderson, Anderson is the only thing I heard because I, it just erupted. And after it, after it was all over, I actually had to go back and listen to it myself because I wanted to hear and from Anderson Southwood Academy of the Arts, I never heard the Southwood because there was just so much cheering. So I think the greatest part was just seeing the range of emotions from teachers to students, um, smiling, laughter, hugging, and even tears. It's just, it was, it was really hard to define. It's really hard to define all the emotions that went into that day. It was emotionally exhausting, but in a good way. I was fortunate enough to be here for the unveiling of this, and uh, you could feel it, just like you said, the energy in the room, and you've spoken a lot about ownership. You could see that on the students' faces. They really own this, and, and they wanted it, and that was amazing to kind of be on the outside seeing, seeing this on these students' faces, because at the end, it's, it's about them, too, so um, I, I think for me, seeing it, that was the most amazing part. Well, I've, I've, spent, my, I've spent 28 years in education. And I can tell you from, from a competitive standpoint as a band director to this, when you, when you can see tears of joy in your students, yes, that's what changes you as an educator. Yes. And uh, sometimes I think a lot of teachers don't get that experience. You know, it's a, it's, it's a very similar experience to teachers who finally see the kid that they've been working with and the light bulb happens. Mm-hmm. It's that type of experience of, this is exactly why I teach. This is exactly why I do. This is exactly why I put up with everything that I put up with because this is what happened. I changed the life of a child. And it's one of those experiences that you just, you never forget. A teacher will never forget it. This is an experience that our students, our teachers, and myself will never forget. That's amazing. How will this honor impact the students, the school culture, and uh, even the community? That's a really good question. I feel like 
I feel like success breeds success. And sometimes that's really hard when you feel like you're not seeing the success you want. I feel like success has to come incrementally. Everybody wants to step into something and immediately see everything's going great, it's successful. What people don't realize is that success does not come overnight. It comes with years of, of, of hard work and really staying with it. Uh, grit is kind of what they describe. I said a lot of times education and, and, and working with things and trying to be productive of what you're doing is like turning the, the Titanic with uh, a rowboat. Um, it can be done, but it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of time. But I do believe that small amounts, pockets of success everywhere, once it starts to build, it's like a snowball. It will keep growing and growing and growing. And to me, that's kind of what builds and defines the culture of that school. The trick is, is finding where you can find success for your kids to help that to build. That's the trick. And that's sometimes hard to find. You kind of have to find yourself as a school. I'm at an art school because I have an arts background. But more than that, I have a desire because I know how important the arts are in education. Um, and that's why I felt like in each of our art areas, I said, if we can support each art area with, with grants and with support and things that we do, you know, if these students start to see success in these pockets of these arts areas, that will carry over into the classroom and build and build and build. And we've seen that entire entire school program build over time. And it's just been great to see. I believe it helps teachers and students want to work even harder. Once you start seeing success, it's like, okay, that's great. What's next? What are, you know, what, what, what are we going to do next? It's like, okay, y'all just calm down. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's celebrate this. Let's celebrate the, you know, what we have. And we try to celebrate everything that we do, whether it's big or small. We try to provide those celebrations, and I think that's very important for schools is whenever you have teachers or students who see any amount of success, make sure you celebrate it. Make sure that people know about it. Uh, but it does help people to want to work harder, and that's that's what I hope to see here, that now the students are like, hmm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm part of this school. I'm almost going to set a legacy for myself, and I'm going to work a little bit harder. I'm going to try a little bit harder on that state test. I'm going to try a little bit harder in my classroom. Teachers, I'm going to try a little bit harder for this child who's really struggling. You know, shoot for more awards. Uh, we're actually um, lifting each other up. And I think it makes for a very proud community. You know, the, the, the community in which we sit, I think they're very proud of the school that we are. Uh, we have lots of neighbors around our school. And they take pride in us. They take pride in their school. They look after us. They care for us. Miss um, B. Thompson lives across the road from us previous board member used to live across the road from us and we have a present board member that doesn't live too far from here I have all been very supportive of us as a school but I think it brings a lot of pride to the community and now being a Palmetto's finest school you look at that and say you know this is this is a very proud moment for this particular community and I'm, I'm happy that we can bring that to them. We were listening at McCants on the um, YouTube feed, and when the announcement was made, everybody in the office, woohoo! You know, you heard people yelling. So I kind that made me feel, you know, warm and fuzzy inside because I feel like it builds the A five community too because we're proud of what you've done. We're proud of the school, we're proud of the students, and the teachers. The teaching faculty here is amazing. Well, and I can't tell you how much support. And, and reach reaching out that so many people did after the fact and how much support we've always had uh, from the beginning. I, I think so much of the administrators in this district and all the teachers, 
Um, and just the outpouring of love support was just incredible afterward. I've, I was almost overwhelmed because I was like, I can't, I want to answer all of all the emails and texts. And um, it was just, it was very heartwarming to know that we had that much support behind us. That provided, it just, it provided a good feeling. All right, Mr. Smith, you put in the work. You went through the emotional roller coaster of not knowing and then finding out that you were going to be a Palmetto's Finest Award winner. So how will you celebrate? Well, uh, we talked to the kids. I actually, before we won, I said, I said, if we win, I said, we'll have the biggest party you've ever seen. And <laughs> my staff looked at me and they said, y'all, you've done it now. <laughs> Um, we're going to have a big celebration. Uh, we're going to have a huge cookout. The cafeteria has already said we could borrow their pool behind grill. We've got a grill here. We're going to do a big cookout for the kids. We'll have games and activities, almost like a field day activity. We're going to get Kona Ice Truck here. Kona Ice is going to get treats for everyone because, you know, in May it's going to be hot. So we'll have Kona Ice here. And we hope we can get a full school picture of all the students and all the staff, basically to save for posterity along with the plaque and the banner that we received. So that's where we're looking forward to that great day. Um, the, I think the kids are really looking forward to it. But I told them, I said, you got to get through testing first. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to give me everything you got. Mm-hmm. I said, if you do, we're going to have that party. So they're really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to take a lot of planning. Um, Dr. Shamley and Miss Doolittle are actually working on the logistics for the day. We're also going to be honored along with the other state winners at a dinner in Columbia. So SCAS is providing a dinner in Columbia on May the 24th. So we'll be going down to Columbia for that dinner to uh, receive our plaque and to be awarded that evening. So we're excited about that. We're also going to be recognized by SCASA at the SCASA conference this coming summer, SCASA will recognize us there, and then we will also present at the SCASA conference. I didn't know this ahead of time. <laughs> they sent me an email and said, oh, by the way, uh, as a Palmetto Spina school, you'll be presenting the day before. You'll have 30 minutes. And I looked at Dr. Shambly and I said, 30 minutes? You think we can do 30 minutes? He said, I'm worried about you staying within 30 minutes. <laughs> So we're really excited about that. We hope to see continued success and test scores and, of course, all the arts areas. We'd like to become a model school for the state of South Carolina, and I think we've you know, accomplished some of that. I, I do feel now that we'll probably have a lot more visitors and, and from other schools coming in and going, okay, you're, you're doing this, you're a specialty school, you're Palmetto's finest, you know, what are you doing? We visited other schools. We visited other art schools as we were designing what we were doing. And the thing is, we couldn't do exactly what they do because every place is different. You kind of have to build your own culture and what works for you and what you're capable of doing. But, you know, we've modeled ourselves after Charleston School of the Arts and Rawlings School of the Arts and the Fine Arts Center in Greenville. We've kind of taken a lot of their different concepts and put them together into Southwood, which probably looks different than some of them. But... We hope that we could become a model school for specialty schools in the state of South Carolina, specifically art schools that are up and coming. And then on top of that, because of the work we've done here, we're looking at becoming a member of the Magnet Schools of America. Through this whole process, one of the judges who came through in November, or the first team that came through, one of the judges asked, are you a member of Magnet Schools of America? Because we're a full magnet school. And I said, no. I said, we've looked at it some. He said, well, you really need to consider that. Um, So we've been looking into that. And 
we would like to look at next year, since we've done all the work for Palmetto Spine, is to use a lot of that same information, update it with our test scores from this year, and look at applying for the Magnet Schools of America to become a certified Magnet School of America. And they also have two levels, like a certified school and then a certified model school. And so hopefully, I'm hoping that we might be able to get the certified model school um, of America. But they did say if you become a certified school, there are a lot of grants that are available for schools in that. Uh, He was letting me know I think his school received a $6 million grant uh, for his school. And he said, you know, based on what you're doing for students in your area, he said, I think you have a good chance at getting some pretty good grants that would help you do some of the things you want to do. Because there's still a few things that we have on the plate that we'd like to accomplish. Um, You know, financing becomes an issue just like with anything. Well, it sounds like we have a lot to look forward to for Southwood's future. Wow. Let's take a special moment to acknowledge all the hardworking faculty, staff, and students who made this happen. You are what makes Southwood a Palmetto's finest school. Congratulations, y'all. Thank you for listening to iTalks. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Southwood's journey to the Palmetto's Finest Award. Be sure to check out our other episodes on your favorite podcasting platform and subscribe to the iTalks podcast. Share Southwood's story with others and check out the episode resources on the A5 Digital Toolkit website. This concludes another great episode of iTalks, produced by the Anderson School District 5 Digital Integration Specialist. Want to learn more? Check out the show notes and resources on bit.ly forward slash A5 iTalks.